0: City to city, state to state, worldwide. Derrick King Sports is in the zone. This is it. What? This is a Derrick King Sports Show on the In the Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. Welcome, everyone, to the Derrick King Sports Show on the In the Zone Network. I'm glad that you've joined us today got an exciting show. Let's go ahead and get down to it. I've been doing some work on this lawsuit against the NFL in St. Louis. A lot of interesting information has been coming out of late. What a shock the NFL has not been working diligently with the attorneys in this case to share information. The NFL has done nothing but try to hinder the process, slow it down, blockade it, call it what you will. A lot of typical NFL mantra within the courtroom, trying to get things done the way they usually do it in typical cartel fashion but we're going to cover a lot of let's just call it funny stuff that comes along with that we're going to start off by talking a little bit about the in the zone network prior to getting started i want to tell you guys about the new shows that we have out on the network we have the A-Train show, hosted by our very own Arlington Lane. Wonderful, wonderful show. Check it out on Podomatic. We also have the Alliance to XFL, or the AAF to XFL show. That's another wonderful, wonderful show. Check that out. A lot of really good stuff. If you're, st- you're starting to follow the AAF, if you're really wanting to get behind the XFL, obviously St. Louis now has an XFL team. Its uh, coach is going to be announced here in the next few days or weeks. Hopefully uh, that's going to be taking off and really going to be gaining some ground, and obviously they are going to be playing at the former Ed, the now Dome at America Center. I also want to share with you a press release from the network that we've worked on and we want to get out to you guys. We at the In The Zone Network are excited to announce the official launch of the In The Zone Network for the St. Louis and Springfield, Missouri markets. These markets are the beginning of a much larger plan to grow nationwide in the further months and years. The vision of the In The Zone Network is to bring an exciting, Inviting and fully inclusive environment for all sports fans. As the world has changed, so has media and the reach of social media as well. With new shows to the network, such as the A Train Show, This Show, the Derrick King Sports Show, the In the Zone Show, and Alliance to XFL Show, and many new shows coming in the near future. The future is bright on the network. We also would like to announce our working partnership with Cards on Deck Network. Cards on Deck Network, I should say. Formally CN247 Network. To share new and exciting St. Louis Cardinals news from both platforms to make sure our listening audience has the best options for content. It's a pretty exciting time here at the network. We're doing a lot of things, and obviously uh, the Cards on Deck Network, if any of you are familiar with me, that's a show that I co-host with the very talented and wonderful Ron Nuttle. Great show. Check it out. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Um, so go check that out. It's a great, great show. We talk all about Cardinals baseball. We have wonderful guests on, um, and it's always, always a fun show. So let's get down To the format this show, let's start talking about some of the cool stuff that we have here. Talking about the lawsuits. I have here with me the paperwork, the court documents, whatever you would like to call it, from the St. Louis lawsuit against the Rams, Stan Kroenke, and the NFL. I also have a couple of other cases related to past lawsuits against the NFL that were, you could say, successful because it put the NFL into a position where they had to make a very substantial settlement. What I'm referring to is a lawsuit that was levied against the NFL from the city of Cleveland in 1995 during the process of when the then-now-late-owner Art Modell of the Browns attempted to move the Browns to Baltimore, and the city sued. The city had a very, very good, strong suit against the Browns. And put it to you this way, the NFL did not have much of a choice but to settle. I have the documents here in front of me that I've managed to get from the Cuyahoga County uh, Common Police Court in Ohio. I got in contact with a, a person that I'm familiar with over there and said, hey, could you hook me up with some of those documents? And they did. They were wonderful in that. So I just want to extend my gratitude for them to be able to get me those documents as well. Going through this lawsuit, there's a lot of similarities, a lot of framework that I feel personally that was used for this current St. Louis lawsuit. A lot of really interesting stuff. I won't bore you with a lot of the legal terminology and what goes on with these things, but we'll just kind of go over the, the broad brushstrokes, if you will, of this lawsuit and what it was that the plaintiffs were accusing the defendants of. And it goes as such, to maintain its membership and franchise in the NFL in good standing. Now, I want to reiterate, this is the 1995 Cleveland versus Browns lawsuit. That is the first. Second is to hold and maintain its rights and franchise to play professional football in the city of Cleveland, Ohio, in accordance with the rules of the NFL, and do and, and not do or suffer to be done anything which will cause the rights or franchise to be lost, impaired or diminished in any respect, or transferred to any other city location or modified permit. The Browns play regular season home games in any such other city or location number three maintain the browns as an nfl football team of the character and standing required by the rules of the nfl for the conduct of professional football games and use its best efforts within the limits of sound business judgment to ensure the maximum receipts of occupancy or from occupancy of any of and any attendance at the stadium and the patronage of the concessions by the public consent with other teams of this sublease. And, number four, not assign or otherwise transfer its membership and franchise in the NFL unless the assignee or transferee assumes the obligation of sublease under this sublease arising or accruing from and after the effective date of such assignment or transfer. That's just terribly boring. I'm sure you all are just in tears over having to listen to that just awful, awful representation of what that says. But I'm sure that you get the gist of it. I don't have to really explain. During that uh, process, this is what the Browns were attempting to do. They were attempting to circumvent all of the items that were in the lease or the sublease, And uh, it goes on to say, A, preventing the Browns from playing their home games in Cleveland, Ohio, and requiring them to play home games in Baltimore, Maryland, because that's where they were attempting to relocate to at the time. B, moving the Browns franchise in the NFL from Cleveland, Ohio, to Baltimore, Maryland. And C, Impairing and diminishing the economic capacity of the franchise to operate in Cleveland, Ohio, and the capacity of the Browns to ensure the maximum receipts from occupancy of and attendance at Cleveland Municipal Stadium and the patronage of the concessions by the public. That's pretty damning because, and here's the reason why I will say say that, Art Modell made the accusation in the early to mid nineties that he was losing money, that he made a claim that he was $40 million in debt. Um, and that the team was consistently losing money. Uh, so therefore that's why he had to move the team to a better market in order to make more money. Hmm. Doesn't that sound familiar in St. Louis? Doesn't that seem like that's an argument that's been made before. If I don't have a better facility, I can't make money or no, he just didn't even want to have a better facility. He just wanted to move out of Cleveland. That's all that it was. What it really came down to was bad business deals on Art Modell's end. He put himself into debt, and he was trying to use the Cleveland Browns as a piggy bank to bail himself out. We talk about welfare for billionaires. We've talked about Stan Kroenke and his ever never-ending search to move up the Forbes list consistently and make billions and billions of more dollars. We all know how that goes. So we just go back to 1995, and we look at the Art Modell case with the Browns, and we say, hmm, starting to see some connections here, you know, how, how the, the past meets the future, and everything revolves in a circle. So with the lawsuit, when they sued the Browns, this is the city of Cleveland sued the Browns organization, the NFL and the Browns, Art Modell himself, knew they were over a barrel they knew they were in trouble legally. It's kind of a similar situation, what's going on with the Rams in St. Louis. They, this is not 1995 when the Rams moved to St. Louis initially. It's a new age. It's a new world. It's different. And I will tell you this, going forward, the NFL is just going to continue to drag this lawsuit out for as long as they can before they're going to end up coming to the table and making a settlement to St. Louis. I really firmly believe that. Now, that does not mean that St. Louis will accept a settlement, but I firmly believe that's where they are headed at this point. Based on the information from the lawsuits that I have and the past, Lawsuits that I've looked at. I've looked at several different ones. Several ones. There has been a multitude of different lawsuits against the NFL. It would surprise people and shock people. You just get on Google and just do a search of, of different NFL lawsuits and the different municipalities that have sued them multiple times. I can't even count how many times um, L.A. has sued the NFL, that St. Louis has sued the NFL, the, the CVC in St. Louis has sued the NFL, uh, Cleveland. Baltimore, um, other municipalities, other cities that still have teams that were in situations where they had to sue or counter-sue or whatever the case was, it's just a jumbled mess. So it just shows you uh, the the extent of it. Now, going back to 1995, there was such a, uh, basically, hell that was raised over allowing the Browns to leave and go to Baltimore because we all knew it was a cash grab that everybody was going to make money and that's why they allowed them to do it. So several municipalities, including Cleveland, had gotten together to start to discuss the viability of having a NFL franchise in your city and what it would do to you financially, more than likely potentially cripple you as a municipality or as a city because of the constant needs uh, and desires on the whim of a billionaire or a millionaire at that time. But billionaires for sure, when they have all the money in the world to do pretty much whatever they want, look at Stan Kroenke building a $5 billion stadium out in LA. They could do what they want. If they want to stay in a municipality, they want to stay in a city or a locale, they will find a way to stay there. Same thing goes for San Diego and Oakland. If they really wanted to stay there, they could have found a way to stay there, but they didn't want to because it had nothing to do about doing the right thing. It had everything to do about making more money. Not just making more money, but making a killing. They didn't just want to make money. They wanted to make hand-over-fist money. So we're going to get into a couple other things. We're going to take a break here real quick. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about a few other things. So we'll be right back with you in a moment. Hello, St. Louis. This is Tyreek Bay's Bay. I'm here to give you a few details about STL undrafted clothing. STL and Drafted Clothing is a brand that represents St. Louis history and culture through design. Our core shirt is a St. Louis certified tee that comes in a variety of colors. It represents our abilities to overcome obstacles and achieve things that may seem impossible while remaining ourselves. You can follow us on Instagram for products and pictures of St. Louis, which also provides you with a link to our website for online shopping. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. We left off talking about the Cleveland versus the St. Louis lawsuits and a lot of the similarities. We talked about some of the boring terminology that was in some of those lawsuits and that the framework is very similar from one lawsuit to another lawsuit. I'm going to talk about another lawsuit that's ongoing right now and that's out in the city of Oakland. Um, I talked to an acquaintance, somebody who's out there in Oakland that is familiar with the situation, that knows what's going on, um, and they have informed me, hey, listen, you guys don't know what's going on up there uh, in St. Louis, of what's going on with the lawsuit out here. We don't know what's going on with your lawsuit out there uh, unless you research it because nobody will tell you anything. So you actually have to do the work on your own. You kind of have to do your own legwork. Which is fine. So we stay in constant communication. We're sharing information back and forth about what's going on with this lawsuit and that lawsuit. And then, so that way we can all stay uh, at least somewhat educated and informed of what's happening. The city of Oakland has taken a page out of St. Louis's book, and they are thankful and grateful for St. Louis's approach, the legal team from St. Louis, and their approach to this lawsuit in St. Louis that has helped Oakland in their process. Let me list off the legal team for St. Louis. Robert D. Blitz, also known as our good friend Bob Blitz, who's a part of the stadium task force in St. Louis. Christopher O. Bauman, Edward L. Dowd Jr., and Michelle Nasser, or Nasir however you pronounce it, uh, co-counsel attorney for respondents. This is an all-star legal team in St. Louis, folks. These are some of the best of the best. These are some of the best and brightest minds that St. Louis could come together. And here's the key. They're not doing this pro bono. They're doing this on contingency. Now, what does contingency mean? In the real estate world, What that means is it's pertaining from one sale to another sale based on how something's going to contractually go forward. So they have to win in order to get paid. So if you look at it from that standpoint, nobody's getting paid unless somebody wins. So, hey, it's great for St. Louis. Hey, guess what? Oakland take took the same page out of St. Louis's book, and they're working via contingency because we all know the financial situation out in Oakland is somewhat bleak. We won't get into politics. We won't, we're not going to talk about that stuff on here. We're just going to talk about the situations and the facts that we know them as of now. San Diego, unfortunately, cannot sue the San Diego Chargers per their lease that they signed with Dean Spanos prior to him leaving the great and wonderful, beautiful city of San Diego and bolting, no pun intended, to the city of Los Angeles, the lease stated that the city of San Diego agreed not to sue the Chargers if they were to relocate from the city of San Diego. That being said, the lease never stated that San Diego could not sue the NFL. So take that with, uh, with a grain of salt or uh, think about it, ponder on it. Let's also talk about a couple other things. Everybody thinks that the original plan was that Stan Kroenke was going rogue, he was going into L.A. on his own, um, and that uh, Mark Davis and Dean Spanos were together and in going into Carson. That's totally not true. But the truth is this. Prior to Stan Kroenke... Buying the property out at Hollywood Park in Englewood to build his new $5 billion mega palace. Him and Dean Spanos actually had somewhat of a handshake agreement or agreement of sorts to move in together in L.A. So let's go back to 2012. This was known then within league circles. But how is it that nobody in St. Louis knew about it? Here we are holding the purse strings to nearly... $100 million left on bonds on the Dome in St. Louis when they knew they were going to leave. Tell you another thing about one of the other lawsuits, a couple of the other lawsuits. We all know about the $24 million lawsuit that was won, not settled, but won by the city of St. Louis via the PSL holders. I don't know if it was the city of St. Louis, but it was definitely a class action lawsuit based on the PSL holders. I don't have that particular information in front of me, but... They had that one that they won. And then there was also another lawsuit that was potentially a class action lawsuit. I can't remember. But it was along that vein for people who bought merchandise and tickets and anything pertaining to the Rams being in St. Louis. That was also won in court. They not only won it, but the court retroacted it, which means they just backed it up. To 2010 that means the court has factual evidence to back up that the Rams and potentially even the NFL knew in 2010 that the team was going to relocate either somewhere else or back to Los Angeles they knew then kind of ironic that's when Stan Kroenke bought the team don't you think I don't believe in coincidences folks My good friends out there in Oakland, my good friends out there in San Diego, you all know what we know. The NFL is a cartel. They're nothing but a bunch of gangsters. They hold cities hostage for hundreds of millions or billions of dollars that they cannot afford. And when the time is ripe, they leave you hanging on the vine to jump to another municipality that's willing to give them another few hundred million or billions of dollars to settle their lust for more revenue streams. Sound familiar, Houston? Sound familiar, L.A.? Sound familiar, San Diego? Oakland? Cleveland? Any other municipality or city that I'm missing that's... Lost in an NFL team that's moved, it's relocated. It's sickening. It's disgusting that this continues to go on and it continues to happen. Some would say politics. I would agree with that. There are some politics involved with that. But there's also a lot of money exchanging hands from different people in different places. We have to be fully aware of that. So, go back on the Oakland thing. Oakland has Mark Davis right where they want him. Mark Davis, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just be completely honest with you. Mark Davis is not the uh, wisest individual in the world when it comes to business dealings. Okay, He has a very bad tendency to have diarrhea of the mouth, so to speak. So I'm, you know, I'm not buying into the fact that he's been 100% clean on all of this move to Las Vegas. Because we all know Jerry Jones was involved with it too, so we all know that's probably as dirty as all get out. I'm sure... There's evidence somewhere, and I'm sure that it's probably going to come out during the lawsuit in Oakland, that Mark Davis more or less stepped in it. We all know that Mark Davis is relatively poor in the circles of NFL owners, the same with Dean Spanos, the owner of the Chargers. Now we've got a conundrum. If the Raiders are sued by Oakland and Oakland wins, there's a little caveat to that. It's trebled. Basically means it's tripled in legal terms. And that whatever winnings they would have, it would just be tripled. From what I've been told, the city of Oakland is approaching somewhere around $1 to $1.5 billion. What do you think... The value of the Raiders brand is. As far as the team, color, history, name, brand. It's about $1 to $1. $1.5 billion. It's going to be really interesting to cover more of this when we come back. This is the Derek King Sports Show on the In The Zone Network. This is In The Zone. They all want to know who, what's causing all this. In St. Louis, the talk of the NFL, a talk of professional football, is alive and well again. Now you got got Benjamin Arbright and and Abbott Breer on the air in St. Louis radio talking about the possibility of football coming to St. Louis. But why is this happening? You know why? Because Derek King sparked the conversation. On the In the Zone Network. Folks, we were talking a little bit about that Oakland lawsuit. and We were talking about how the Raiders brand is worth approximately between $1 to $1.5 billion. And that's potentially what the city of Oakland is seeking. They're going the same route as the Cleveland lawsuit. Because when Cleveland had settled with the NFL, because the NFL knew they were not going to win that lawsuit, the NFL gave them this. We'll give you back the Browns name, history, lineage, colors, the whole nine. We'll allow Art Modell to move his team as basically an expansion team to Baltimore. And we will put the Browns franchise in stasis. And either one or two things could happen. Either a team can move here. You could rename them the Browns. Or in three years, you would have the ability to have an expansion team as long as you have an ownership group that would be together to manage that. Guess what happened in 1999? Because it's retroacted from 1996 when it was settled in February of 96, 96, 97, 98, and 99. You had the, the what we now call the Cleveland Browns, but the new Cleveland Browns. I call them Cleveland 2.0. That's what Oakland is going for. Oakland knows that this is their only bargaining chip. St. Louis is in a different position. St. Louis doesn't have to have another football team. We've been screwed over three times. Cardinals in 88, the expansion team in 92-93, and currently the Rams at the end of the 2015 season. So we're a little bit miffed with the NFL, to be completely honest with you. And I would love to have another team Anybody who's listened to me knows that I would absolutely love to have another team in St. Louis, and I've went over those parameters in the last show about what that could look like. But the reality is, is the situation, I wouldn't mind getting a few billion dollars out of the NFL either because that's potentially what St. Louis is looking at. It's about between $1 to $1.5 billion in a lawsuit win. Because I don't think that St. Louis is interesting in settling unless it's a lot like a Cleveland type of lawsuit to where you're going to be promised a whole heck of a lot of money and an expansion franchise and, 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 but that's the only way it's going to happen. I kind of detailed that in the last show where we had discussed some of the rumblings about the San Diego Padres, well, I keep calling them the San Diego Padres. Padres, they're not the Padres. The Los Angeles Chargers. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. But the Los Angeles Chargers potentially relocating to St. Louis. And this was all stemmed from a Benjamin Albright tweet back in October of last year. So we talked about that and how all that would work out. St. Louis will not accept another retread. They will not accept another Ram situation. There's only, and and this is my humble opinion, take it for what it's worth, there's only two teams that can move into St. Louis right now, and that would either be an expansion team or the Cardinals will come back. That's it. That's the only two teams that could ever come into St. Louis if people would accept them. Everybody knows that. I think the NFL is even smart enough to know that. Well, the Cardinals aren't coming here. (laughs) They're fairly happy out there in Arizona unless something just drastically changes and something really dynamic happens out there. I don't see them being interested in leaving. That being said, when the Rams left in 1995 to come to St. Louis, who do you think was eyeballing the L.A. market? Our good old buddy Bill Bidwell. Even At the time, Senator John Glenn had made a statement of how ironic it was, how funny it was, that you've got the Browns wanting to move to Baltimore to supplant a team that moved from Baltimore to Indianapolis, which supplanted a team that was switched in ownership group from Rosenblum to Ursay in the 70s with the Rams and the Colts, which the Rams moved to St. Louis to supplement the Cardinals leaving the Phoenix in 88, which supplemented the Cardinals potentially wanting to move to L.A., to supplement the Rams movie to St. Louis. You see how idiotic that sounds? But it's the truth. It's what really happened. It's what was really going on during that time period. So looking at these lawsuits going forward, folks, it's going to be very interesting. If you want the lawsuit information, the case number for that lawsuit, and you could pull it up on on Google or whatever, and you could even pull it up uh, through the state of Missouri. It's number ED106282. That's the St. Louis lawsuit. If anybody's interested in hearing more about the Cleveland lawsuit, which I'm going to be digging more through and finding more connections and more interesting information, but I gave you the broad brushstrokes of it today, I would be more than happy to do that for you guys. Just let me know what you would like to hear. Going back over to our friends over on the West Coast and talking about their situation over there, we all know that the Chargers are drowning out there in LA. The NFL knows it. Stan Kroenke doesn't want them there, he wants them out. That's why he only has a $1 lease with Dean Spanos. It shows you how much he thinks about him. I don't care what anybody says, oh they got a 20-year lease. Stan Kroenke owns the lease. Think about this for a second. If Stan Kroenke can manage to find a way to get St. Louis to settle in court, or out of court, I should say, on this particular court case to allow the Chargers to move to St. Louis, rebrand as a St. Louis expansion team, the colors and the names and the history can all go back to San Diego, which would supplement their need to sue the league And a lot of other issues on the St. Louis front could potentially be resolved, i.e. paying off the bonds on the Dome, i.e. giving them the practice facilities at the former Rams Park out in Earth City and a few other odd ends and helping the city of St. Louis build a brand new stadium and a few other caveats to that. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, if I'm on that legal team, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I could... I could deal with that. I could work with that. Obviously, there would have to be some other monetary compensation there for my time and my effort. But yeah, I would entertain that idea. I really think that's where we're headed, folks. I think that's really where we're, the direction that we're going. I don't think Stan Kroenke is going to want to pay a damn dime. We all know how squeaky he was while he was here in St. Louis. He didn't want to be here he wanted to be out in L.A. and make two more billion dollars at the same time building a five billion dollar stadium, which he owns. And he could do whatever he wants to. He could have concerts and he could have Olympics and he could have Super Bowls and he could have all this stuff. and He can make all the money on it that he wants. And he's in a huge market with 13.8 billion people or million, I should say. I get so used to saying billion because of how much money these guys have. It's sickening. But you just think about it from that perspective. Guys, I'm telling you, this is where it's at. You know, this is where it's at currently. This is where it's going. There's a lot more information that comes out day by day as we get a little bit further along. And I'm going to continue to keep following it, and I'm going to continue to keep giving you information. If you guys want more information, please contact me. Get a hold of me either on Twitter. You could tweet me at Derek King Sports. I'm always doing the Cards on Deck podcast. That's every Thursday at 8 p.m. We live stream it on Facebook. It also comes out on iTunes, usually that Friday. That's on every Thursday at 8 p.m. You can go to my website, www.derekkingsports.com. You can find a lot of stuff there. I'm going to be putting some more uh, interesting stuff on that site. Also, Let's talk a little bit about the In The Zone Network, my parent network. Twitter handle, at Network. Their website is the In the zone network.com. That's In InTheZoneNetwork.com, the letter N, I should say. They're also on Podomatic and soon-to-be iTunes. We're working on that as we speak. You can also find this show on iTunes and Podomatic as well. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to cut this one off. We're here at about, you know, 35, 36 minutes or so. I feel like we've got a lot of good information. So come back for the next show. We're going to be talking about some other stuff. Haven't quite determined what's going to be happening because we've got some XFL announcements that's going to be coming up. And we might be talking a little bit about that. We might even talk a little bit about the Blues and the run they've been on here lately. Uh, And we might end up touching a little bit on the Cardinals and the spring training stuff that's been going on down there and other uh, scenarios and situations and stuff that's been happening with the team. So, until next time, this is Derek King from the Derek King Sports Show. I appreciate everybody for listening, and we will catch you next time. See you guys later. Signing off.